0: I broke up with my boyfriend in the eighth grade on Valentine's Day. I'm Maria, and that's a part of my story.
1: My first sexual awakening was seeing Jeff Goldblum chest bared on a metal slab in Jurassic Park. I'm Julie, and that's part of my story. And this is Sparks of Madness.
0: Sparks of Madness is a storytelling podcast that illuminates the beauty of our experiences
1: while capturing those sparks that ignite what it means to be human.
0: You know, Julie, the world's on fire, but I'm getting my joys and little things like trash television and RuPaul's All-Star, which I'll go on record. It's one of the best uh, seasons.
1: You know, ever. exactly. And I, I just want to say happy Pride. Happy um- Pride. <laughs> here for that which is a perfect time for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7 which I'm also it is I think by the end of it it will be if not the best season very much one of the best seasons that have come out I, th- I will say confidently amongst all of the franchises of RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race
0: and I know they're not showing the queens doing bad if they are doing bad but you know like sometimes they'll do like the little snarkiness mm-hmm. of like fill in the blank so I like that they're not showing too much of it because I just feel like Especially now, just having something that makes you feel good, and watching people who spent (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars—so much, so So much much money—like I—that's why I'm
1: I'm glad that they're not getting eliminated because it seems like it'd be such a waste of time and money for anybody of that like level at this point.
0: Yeah, like what are they? Oh man, if you spent I don't let's just say sixty. $1,000. Do you think that's like to so say $60,000 and all that stuff and
1: then Rue's like, "Bye. Yeah. Actually, you're not going to cut it this season. Peace." Oh Any one year season? I <laughs> Uh-uh. And yeah. I like it's been even the snatch game. Wow. Oh. So
0: good. Jinx put on a clinic. I just remember that line of that guy who was like, "You didn't kill her." And I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then it shows the clip. I'm like, "Wow." wow
1: that was such a i remember watching that and i did not watch drag race when it was airing like i at least that season Yeah, i like had to catch up season seven was the first season i actually watched while it was like episodically airing Mm -hmm. and um i remember going back and watching season five being like what how this man how what i was like so confused about like that's a lot to put on oneself especially about one of like the most iconic musical theater like legends ever um and i I will say also that i could watch jada doing prince forever
0: it was so bad it was good it was like when she won that look over there with your sexual awakening jeff goldblum
1: that is exactly right um (laughs) i i mean i love jada in her season i and i'm like i'm so excited to be able to see more of her on tv Mm -hmm. um because i think she's doing I like in her first, in the first episode when she was talking about how she didn't feel like she deserved it, like it made me cry Yeah, and I was like totally on her team. So I don't know. I feel like it was super genuine, but like, even if it wasn't like very good strategy, (laughs) because I mean, I feel like most people are like, oh my God. Yeah. I would love to see Jada like do well, Mm -hmm. but even like Evie, I've always liked Evie. I know she's been polarizing in past seasons, but I'm really excited to see what she can do too. She's had quite a journey since season 11. Um, We've seen her live at this point, I think. Right. Do we see her? her?
0: No, I saw. I haven't seen her live. I saw Trinity live with you. Okay, which Um, that show made me like her more. I still don't like her, and it's clearly like Rue's favorite. I mean, Trinity. Yeah,
1: I I think she's personally like I don't. She's clearly like very talented. Like I don't think that's arguing, but like she, I don't feel personally like a connection with her in any way. But Mm -hmm. I think she makes really good television.
0: Yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> you know who would also make really good television, but also just makes our lives even better? Tina. Tina. Uh, <laughs> Tina is a, a close friend of both of us. We love them so much. So let's just feel the love
1: from all angles. <laughs> Only all the angles, <laughs> all the angles for Tina.
0: All the angles for Tina, because we love them so much. So please welcome Tina Arfe. Yay! <laughs> Hi,
2: hello. Um so I was going to talk today about probably the most pivotable pivotable. <laughs> it I think it still makes sense cuz a pivot is like a quick one step turn. So I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to embrace that mistake. Um, my um My first partner, I think, ever really kind of changed and shaped how I, like, view every relationship moving forward, and I wonder if that's true for a lot of people, if not most people, but um, I'm polyamorous now, and when we first started dating, we were not. It was the first, like, relationship I'd ever been in, but it was only monogamous for, like, two months. Um because at a certain point I, in conversation, we just started talking about, you know, Oh, well, what would happen? Like if somebody else was attractive, which is natural to talk about. Um, and he said like, Oh, well, I wouldn't care if you had sex with somebody else. And I remembered thinking like, Oh, okay. Cause I'd never really thought that way before ever. Um, I was very much like sold on the, like, heteronormative you know narrative, I also like wasn't really out as bisexual in any kind of way. um, I was very presenting like straight female at the time um and I just was taken aback by it. My first thought was, well, who does he want to fuck <laughs> like what is this and where is it coming from just like classic jealousy stuff i guess um and he was like no nobody no nobody turned out to not be true Mm. um but i believed that for years that it was true um and we just kind of like started investigating that line of thinking together like it wasn't ever a situation where i felt like led in any kind of way because throughout the like four years that we were together, he actually never hooked up with anyone else. I don't even think he kissed anybody else. I did stuff. I also don't think I really hooked up with anybody else, but I like went on dates and like did stuff. I like messed around, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just very pivotal because my first like accidental, like stumbling into polyamory kind of like taught me a lot of like foundational things. And I guess because I was discovering it at the same time with somebody who was in the same place as me, I like was able to know that like, oh, you can sit there with your partner and like help them with their Tinder account. And like, it can be fun and exciting. And I experienced what people I guess call compersion for the first time, like when he matched with somebody and felt happy, I was like excited too, and like vice versa. Um, and like the end of our relationship ended up being entirely non-polyamory related. <laughs> and from then on, every situation for me has always been that. And that's always been like, I just, I don't know how else to live. So I guess that is one of the most like, life-changing moments that like really comes to mind did that story make sense it was a babbling stream of consciousness I I came prepared (laughs) I had so many thoughts
1: while you were speaking I just like so I mean that was great because it made me think a lot about things I feel like that's a like the questions that you were kind of working through in this relationship are things that I think everybody thinks through in their, especially in their first relationship of like, mm-hmm. where you're at and like how you're feeling and is this normal, but like, what if we did this? And like, what does that feel? Like, I just feel like those are such normal feelings but I think you came to a very different conclusion that maybe more people would come to if they thought it, it, it was, if they were socially open to it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like polyamory is still a pretty new concept in terms of being socially acceptable.
2: Oh, 100%, although it's so much further than I expected, I think, or I'm learning now. I'm meeting people who are approaching it with like open arms. And that's, I feel like different from when I started back when I was like 24, <laughs> you know,
1: that was a long time ago, I'm 32 now, you know? Yeah, especially cause I feel like polyamory is also like this idea that like, I think a lot of people think it might be at, like a phase so yeah. like, you know, you want to try it out, see if it sticks. And then people are like, oh, but then like I found the person and like, you know, jealousy gets in the way. And so like, we're just going to do this, you know, monogamous thing and that's fine. It was a phase. But yeah. I, you know, I think for a lot of people and maybe for some people that is the case where they're like trying it out and seeing how it feels. But, uh, you know, I think obviously it's very true that a lot of people are just like, no, this is my way of life. And that's how mm-hmm. it is.
2: Well, everyone's different too. I mean, and I think part of the reason... the exciting thing about polyamory is that it it just there's not really one way to do it it's just really more about like open communication and everyone being on the same page um but there are like there's a spectrum of ways that you could practice i guess not to i don't know i don't want to make it sound like yoga or anything
1: (laughs) no but
0: it's like every just like people's relationship people's boundaries people's what they're okay with is is good in their their relationship like if it's poly if it is like you know monogamous like even like uh we allow this but not that which kind of sounds weird but also just like what are your boundaries what are you okay Mm -hmm. with and that's good to have like communication with especially like if you're going to spend time with anybody sort of like in friendships like what are you okay with what are you not okay with Mm mm-hmm yeah
2: I think that's true I mean it's kind of embraces this like almost like network I guess of like boundaries and what what you are willing to accept in a relationship and what you're not and if you're not I think being okay with just saying like okay well this connection doesn't work because we're just not on the same page
0: right and also like communication allows like if people say want to be I'm trying to say something now, like thing of certain people but people are like oh I can try it and then they're like yeah I'm not okay with that like I do like Mm -hmm. monogamy or I do like I do like poly or what have you like I think it's okay for people to try it out but having communication versus just like well this is what we're gonna do and I think like obviously there's not a lot of examples that we see beyond like if we know people like I think I didn't really know anybody that was poly or different lifestyles until I moved to Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Same. Me, it was like, oh no, you have the one person, whatever, whoever you choose, uh, but just the one person for the rest of mm-hmm. your life.
2: Oh yeah, I mean I'm from the Bible Belt south. So <laughs> like <laughs> that's all that is. It's literally everywhere. I it's mm-hmm. it's constant messaging and I think for some reason it's for some people it is valid and true and perfectly fine. I really don't feel like anyone should feel like they're wrong or right for the way they choose to love people.
0: Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. So with, mm. the, with this relationship, I'm, I'm mm. going to act like I don't know the relationship. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm like, oh, I know the relationship, but, yeah. when, but when it, uh when they first approached it to you, you were talked about a little, like, are you trying to like hook up with somebody else? Mm. But how did that, like, almost creating like I hate the term, but like a safe space for you to like have the exploration, like help you like kind of discover a part of you.
2: I think just like really feeling um, on this, like, it really felt like we were coming to it together. And I do think we were, and we like did a lot of firsts together, like, we I lost my virginity to him. He lost his to mine. I I, I probably shouldn't have done. I don't care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, we lost our virginities to each other. In any mm-hmm. case, and that's like a really vulnerable thing to do with with somebody. Um, and I guess I just implicitly trusted him, and he gave me so many reasons to trust him. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I never doubted for a second that like he was there for me like that's just like we were very like especially at that time bonded to each other very quickly um so i think that's what it comes down to is like how much do you trust this person and how safe do you feel to like be uncomfortable in front of them and express your discomfort and know that you're safe to do that because like he you know now i'm not saying we never argued but like you know in this instance it was not a point of contention really ever I think there was only one time where he didn't like somebody that I had a crush on and like didn't want me to talk to them um but he was right because they weren't a good person (laughs) like he was worried about me you know that's where it was coming from it wasn't coming from a place of jealousy it was coming from a I don't think this person is who you
0: think they are you know Mm -hmm. it's like a good friendship even exactly I feel like even yeah. the best relationships, like if it's romantic or beyond, like having a good friendship is like you actually like the person. You know? Yeah. Oh, I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> I mean, like I mean, them. <laughs> in some relationships you're like, I love you, but I cannot stand you as a person. I, I know. <laughs> Well, I think there's a level too of recognizing
2: that you're not going to like love every nook and cranny of a person. Like there's always going to be like those messy bits where you're like, ah, you doing that actually like <laughs> 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 makes me want to rip my face off or whatever. It's something that's annoying. You know, there's going to mm-hmm. be something and it just comes down to like, but I love you so much that it's almost endearing at this point
1: because <laughs> right? <laughs> like I can see past that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like even if, if you are someone who identifies as polyamorous, I feel like you're ultimately, I, don't, I mean, I, you could totally correct me on this, Dina, mm-hmm. but I feel like because from the gate, you have to have certain conversations about being on that same page, like you said, and I mm-hmm. feel like with monogamous relationships, specifically straight ones, Like there's, there's been so many defaults set for that relationship that I feel like you're almost going into those relationships blind without having those conversations, because we see so many examples and people kind of feel like, well, I know this, what this is going to be. So I feel Mm -hmm. like when you, when you are a polyamorous person, you have to have that communication open right from the beginning. So I almost feel like that's like an even healthier way to start. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like you are saying like- a It's foundation. a tool people should employ sure. in general, right?
2: Like, just like, here's what I'm expecting out of this relationship and here are my like no-goes. So I come into everything right off the bat of just like, it's a deal breaker for me if you want monogamy. I cannot offer you that. So like, and I'm not inflexible. I think every relationship will evolve how it will, but like I, really don't think monogamy is for me. So I just
1: like put that out on the table and then we can talk. For sure. I just, from so many of my friends and like, I mean, even just watching like dating shows, I feel like the number one issue why people end up breaking up is communication. And I think because we have seen so many examples, we're like over, like stimulated with examples of monogamous relationships, because that is the norm at the moment. And it has been Mm -hmm. for Quite a long time that people I think think that they can skip that step because it's already like assumed. I had never thought about that too. I think that's like I'm really glad you said that because
2: I just didn't consider that you everyone would have their own roadmap just because there are so many monogamous relationships, and each one of those is different too. so really, every relationship is different, regardless of how you identify.
0: yeah, and like if you see like as a fan of romantic comedies, you're like. I has to have the drama has to do this to be in a relationship but like that's exhausting like some days you're just oh, like God. can we just not talk for like a few hours and just give do me my, my ed- space yeah, <laughs> and that's fine too but like uh, I think that's a great example of just like have having that communication and having that like conversations or else like you're not gonna have a successful relationship whether it is like straight uh you know poly or anything like that
1: mm-hmm. totally is this person that you were in this relationship with, are you still like in touch with them and are they still polyamorous as well?
2: Um, I'm not in touch with them anymore, but I think like they know that the door is open.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um at any point. Uh he moved. Oh. Well, so one of the reasons we did break up is that like I never really wanted to live in New York. And I know that that's something that like was always a big, he really wanted to. And he was kind of putting that aside for me, which I like was uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. And also we wanted different things. Like he did want to get married and he did want to have kids. And I was like, well, we could stay open, but be married. And it's just like, well, I don't really want to be married. I don't, (laughs) and I wasn't sure to be fair. I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids Mm -hmm. for a while. And so like, I think maybe he was hoping that I would realize one day that I did. And um, that just didn't happen, but we've like checked in a few times. He stopped by to see me um, before he left. So I think we're on fine terms, but we don't, um, yeah, we don't really communicate regularly anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. We did for a while after we broke up, but since it's just kind of petered out.
0: Do you have any advice for people that want to explore or like might be interested in like any type of relationship uh with their partner or um if they're single and they want to be like maybe explore polyamory like do what is some advice you have for them
2: um well I read a book that I really um just inhaled and felt very validated by uh called polysecure and it has an extended title it's like Attachment theory and polyamory together. Um something like that. Let me just get the it's definitely at that um women and children first. Is that what it's called in Andersonville? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where I got my copy. I I got it on tape first, but then it had like charts and stuff, and I was like, I want to look at the charts because I'm a fucking nerd about this shit. Um (laughs) it's called polysecure attachment trauma and consensual non-monogamy by jessica fern because of course her last name is fern of course (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a therapist um but yeah i think this is from this book is basically like lectures that she gives at like apparently polyamory conferences like i didn't even know i didn't even know this was a thing until i read this book but i really enjoyed it and it taught me a lot about like also like my attachment style and how I react to things in relationships and such.
1: Hmm. Just mm-hmm. so interested. I like if this is not something I I've, I really like the idea of like open relationships. I think there's something to gain from that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I I guess are are th- is there a difference between like open relationships and polyamory? Or I mean, maybe that's not a question you can answer. But in your experience,
2: well, so she has like this chart. Oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> grab the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry I have so many questions. <laughs> here's a thing I've asked Tina you know, so many questions about this already, so I'm just like, oh no, I gotta think of new ones or pretend I don't know the kids let <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean I mean luckily Tina is very open about these things and it's it's very
0: shocked very it's very
1: great to learn in that way, but it's also like not her job so I don't. Yeah.
0: No, I definitely, that's why, like, I remember asking her a lot of these questions a few years ago and I was just like, cause I was just fascinated by it. Cause there's just nothing from like, from how, like I grew up, like never saw that at all. And then just like, I guess you, you know, yeah. If you're that person, you could do it. I'm not that person. I've definitely like questioned myself and like my values and like what I, what I would be comfortable with. I'm like, no, nope, it's not for me, but it's great for everyone else. Not mine. Ugh, I can't find it. I wonder no. if I let somebody borrow it and forgot. It's a really great
2: chart and it kind of like it lays things out on this axis of like it lays all relationships out mm-hmm. not just polyamorous ones mm-hmm. on this axis of like monogamous to non-monogamous um, and I can't remember what the other axis is to be honest mm-hmm. with you but it kind of like charts these things so like an open relationship is definitely closer to that non-monogamous like side it's almost like the main category is non-monogamous and Mm -hmm. then within that you find things like solo poly which is just like a person who's always going to be by themselves and be in multiple relationships with like no hierarchy I think that's the other access is like what's the hierarchy do you Mm -hmm. have a primary partner and everyone else is secondary and equal or like Mm -hmm. do you have a different kind of system but it's just really hard to chart these things because you're trying to pin down a moving target.
1: I like every, as you said, everyone's different. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so. so I would monogamous. say yes,
2: kind of. It's in the non-monogamous realm, but <laughs> if I break down polyamory, it says like many loves. So to sure. me, yeah. I feel like if love is removed, that maybe it's
1: it's not polyamory. It's just non-monogamy but that's just
2: me pulling shit out of my ass. No, <laughs> so. I,
1: I, I, like, I know that the, you, it is not your job to educate me on this. I can certainly read it up on my
2: <laughs> but I love talking about it. I never shut the fuck up about it. Honestly,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, borderline. I'm like, am I annoying? No, <laughs> no, no. I think, I
0: think like if you, if you are enjoy a topic and you like talking about it, like I think talk you talk about it. Talk about it
1: yeah and it's one of those things too that we are seeing more of this type relationship in the media and in like film and stuff but it's always kind of made to be like this sort of niche thing or this like throwaway character where it's like this little moment of interest and then it's kind of gone like it's never a main plot point and it's never it's also something that I don't really feel is legitimate or like legitimized in the if through the lens of that film or tv I'm trying to write that pilot but I'm so bad it. at writing pilots <laughs>
0: just so bad at it it's not (laughs) that you're bad at it Tina. i'm undisciplined yeah (laughs) yeah tina's a great
1: writer everybody yes she is
0: um
1: but i feel like this is something that i think because we're seeing more of it Mm -hmm. there's only more curiosity about it you know because there aren't questions being answered in a way that's accessible to everybody like mainstream wise so Mm -hmm. when we are exposed to it it's kind of like well what's that about and yeah and is that something i should think about like you know, and so it's just a very interesting thing. And so I apologize. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, treating you like the polyamory Bible. Uh, <laughs> your pilot.
0: Do it, Everybody
1: do it
2: the way I do it. Everybody do polyamory the way I do polyamory or else. Um, no, I, um, thank you for, I, I, I appreciate
1: curiosity over judgment, I think. Yeah. You know For Sure. I mean, is that, do you experience a lot of judgment? Like, especially like if you're on like the apps or anything, is that anything that you experience? I think the apps actually seem rife
2: with non-monogamous people. Hmm. Or maybe, I don't know if there's some kind of like algorithm that brings us together because <laughs> we have the same like tags, but like most of what I see on apps, I see maybe like half non-monogamous people or people who just don't say anything and then I kind of broach it mm-hmm. but I think when you're just kind of casually dating sometimes you casually date people who you know aren't expecting it to go anywhere anyway <laughs> so it kind of doesn't matter but um yeah I don't know I think I forgot what the question was
1: <laughs> if you experience judgment from people oh
2: no not really actually and I think it's just a a, a testament to where we live and the bubble that I'm in yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people maybe internally judge me, but I don't think anyone has said anything to my face. I, I think most people feel like either they think, oh, it's not for me or it is for me mm-hmm. is is kind of the reaction that I get generally.
0: And also like it, what is it? If This is what I think for any topic when people are going to judge, like how does it affect you personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like truly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Is there apps or sites you recommend for people?
2: I've just been using Hinge. Uh, sometimes I'm still on Tinder. Um, I tried to get on Field. A lot of people recommend Field because, but Field is, has like kink stuff too, if that is of interest, like go off, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it hard to navigate and I didn't understand it. And I think the useful features are paid and I refuse to pay for <laughs> apps. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think those are, those are really the ones. Is there
1: anything like are you when it comes to you know finding people and like clicking and feeling connected is there something specific that like I guess I'm trying to say like what are your green flags um obviously we know your red flags are like monogamy or monogamous (laughs) but are there like specific things where you're like yes I want to talk to that person
2: I don't know. I think it's hard for me to nail that down, which might also just be why I'm polyamorous and pansexual. (laughs) Like I just can't make, (laughs) no, I don't want to, I don't want to disseminate that kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) to say that all poly people are like this, but like, I, um, I think sometimes people just stand out and it's hard to describe why, you know, and it's for different things every time, but like, you walk through the world and you're like, that person is like glowing. And I don't know why they just like, I want to know them and I feel something. So why would I not pursue it? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I love that. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just imagine that- like,
0: it's like, again, love the romantic comedy also. And <laughs> like, it's just like, Oh, a light is coming across and Tina's the perfect person. <laughs> and then there's other lights over here
2: I just like love at first every sight all around me I don't know um I because it's not even I don't even know what it'll be I don't I don't don't look at it I try not to like put any expectations on what a relationship with somebody will be
1: I tend to just kind of
2: follow what feels good and right
1: do you feel that you find you catch feelings fast or like you fall for a lot of people (laughs) I think I have a lot of crushes. So I'm throwing so crushes. many questions at you. No, like, I, <laughs> isn't that the point of this podcast? That's the point. That's I, the, point. No, but I I'm just like I feel like I'm just like, these are things I feel like I've already talked to you about as well, that I'm just like, mm, let's just hit this again. Yeah, let's go.
2: It's like, this is an interview, right? No right. questions. No, no questions. <laughs> no questions in this interview. I won't answer. Let's sit here in silence. Um, <laughs> If people still have crushes, I love a good crush, you know? Oh, nonstop crushes. I crush so hard all the time. Um, do I get feelings fast? I think it depends. I, I There's situations where I have and there are situations where I haven't. Mm. So I don't know. Mm. Just depends on the person and the energy, I think, between us. I mean, there's people that I've just been like, we are going to smother each other.
1: You <laughs> know, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it turned out bad. <laughs> I think
2: it ends up being bad.
1: I think it's too much. It's too I, yeah, I guess smother is not like a positive. Thing.
2: Smother's not good, but it's fun
1: <laughs> for a while.
2: <laughs> you
0: know, some relationships are meant to be long.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Most of my relationships now are casual. So, like, I'm actually maybe I'm I'm due for a good smothering. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Have you discovered that you've been wanting like, uh, at times, like right now you're talking about casual relationships, but at times you want a primary partner, uh, or is it just whatever happens happens?
2: I do want one. I don't really, uh, I don't know. My plan is not to stay solo poly. Uh, it's just like, I think I'm very careful, I suppose, about like who that person would, would be, um. And like what I'm not, I, hmm, I'm thinking, (laughs) I definitely want it. And I, I go back and forth on like how ready I am for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I'm also like, I think a little too scared of like picking someone that would be wrong, which I need to unpack and figure out because it's just like, that's not really a way to find that person, I guess.
0: Well, I think sometimes, and I don't know, sometimes I feel this way and I've tried to like change my mind on it because I'm just like rewording things as we view end of relationships as like a failure, like we waste yeah. our time or it didn't like, why did I was with that person? But I've definitely like changed my mind. Like some people I've dated are pure trash. Yes. But some <laughs> of those relationships, like when they they taught me something or like, you know, they came to an end and that's Okay. Cause then it like brought me to where I'm else at a different part of my life. Yeah. And so sometimes like going back to what your story was like the first relationship sometimes, yeah, it does establish a foundation, but now like if we were going to be in that another relationship, would it be the same or what have I learned from that? Mm-hmm. So like, for me, it was like, communicate how you're feeling. I used to be like, well, when I would talk about like my own issues, I was the person that I was with would not really respect that or like that. So I know, okay, my next relationship, that person, they may not get it, but they'll like be here for it. And that's something. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Relationships are such a major way to like learn about yourself. I think in what you're, what you actually want. I think even the bad ones I was like, well, that showed me. Yeah. Like you said, it's what I don't want. Or like when I've like been with people, In a capacity where, like, okay, you're not my primary, but, like, there are things about you that, like, I would love to have in, like, a deeper relationship elsewhere. And I'm, like, grateful Mm -hmm. that I, like, kind of get that with you. But then I know now, like, that I'm looking for that because it made made me feel a type of way, you know?
1: Right. I don't know. Do you find, going back to, like, the last couple years, did COVID impact your search for, for love? Oh, 100%, man. How could I be out here dating multiple people
2: when I'm not supposed to see anybody? I mean, did I engage in a risky behavior or two? Perhaps, um, but not in any kind of serious. It, that was all like, I'm horny, uh, and that's why I make my worst decisions.
1: Um, <laughs> Well, I just I, imagine, I, like when yeah. you are open and you are looking, and you're literally like, "I'm looking for maybe even more than one person," and then like it's, but but you can't go outside. I feel like that almost feels like the environment is just doubling down on hating you, not you specifically, obviously. <laughs> that's a that's a bit harsh, but
2: <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like it's like really working against you in a lot oh. of ways when you just can't see anybody, not even just one person, but like right. no one. Well, and I was seeing someone at the time who
2: had a primary partner. Mm. Um, So that was kind of like a steady relationship. And then I was kind of also seeing another person. So I sort of like tried to just kind of keep that tight little bubble. Uh, And then also just like a handful of friends that I like closed as much as possible. Um, And then, you know, if I had wanted to hook up with somebody,
0: (laughs) I made them send me their negative test results. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think that's good paranoia like please send me your test results and all. it that. was a crazy okay. time we had to be safe yeah well <laughs> then also too if they don't if they like push back then you could tell them as a person from that yeah
2: so, that's yeah. the other thing uh, how do you respond to a reasonable request okay well yeah. i can't fuck with you because you responded poorly
0: <laughs> yeah you're a you're a you're probably not a good lover
2: yeah <laughs> right you yeah. can't listen <laughs> If you don't follow lovers. orders, no. yeah. But in general,
0: yeah. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely look at people but like they'd be a bad lover. I already know. Oh, I think you can. You can tell yeah. for sure. I yeah. Think. Or you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you have anything else you want to add to like the story or something that popped up that we talked about? Mm, I guess if anybody wants to date me, they can. um <laughs> I'm out here, always
2: single and never single. <laughs> um don't all come running into my dms at once folks Um, (laughs) i don't know yeah i i encourage people to like be open and communicative in all of their relationships and that's that's that i've benefited from it i feel good but i know also that people got to figure their shit out
0: right (laughs) (laughs) well we've gone to whimsical question time (laughs) oh that's right yay yeah so we got fun questions that probably don't have to do with anything we talked about but just to get to know you more
2: into it excited Mm
0: -hmm. uh well first question uh I know we both are huge fans of the fast and furious movies right yes so if you were in a fast and furious movie like they're casting you for the 10th one and the 11th what would your role be like what would you want your role to be in this film? are you asking me who I am in the heist film well, <laughs> that, yes to- but also like who would you like he, like Vin Diesel's like hey Tina mm. we want you in this film you can be any how do character I contribute? How, how would you contribute to the family
2: honestly like, I would just I would be there the barbecue would be and to go at the end of the mission <laughs> you're the chef? good job everyone yeah I'm the <laughs> now it's time to party i'm like that i i feel like i would be like kind of the office manager like in real life Like in real life. <laughs> the caterer hey we're getting back after our mission and we need that panera order in by noon and then i would be like, ready and you know i got the coronas too because yeah you have the, to the team the family loves coronas yes oh my God.
1: I've only seen one of those films, and it was okay. One though, because they're all. Just, I've only seen the first. No, um, so here's
0: the thing: you need to see number five, and then your life will change. So it's it's I don't a know. rich
2: tapestry,
1: and <laughs> if you want in, you you just gotta look. It's so good. Yeah. There's so much there. I just I'm not a, I'm I know it's a, way more than cars, but I just the, the cars are like the initial interest that I feel like bring people in, and I just don't doesn't do anything for me like car, did movies, start like as car movies, chase movies <laughs> like i'm just not i do not care about cars do they, you like action I, movies at all sometimes i mean okay. it kind of depends like i i don't i like action movies when the stakes are really really high like like the world is about to end mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. like armageddon it's like a favorite of mine i think we were talking about that with the other oh yeah, the yeah. Other episode like i like like i like action movies where like i don't yeah i cars are not enough for me yeah i mean Mm -hmm. but
0: if you like space
1: movies they do go to space in one of the movies swear to god i I don't know that that's working in their favor in my opinion
2: they
1: just i it's it's at this point it's camp i think if there's anything that
2: would attract you to it it's kind of become like Action guy
1: drag to
2: me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I (laughs) mean If someone were to be like, hey, we're doing this, we want to invite you. I'm not going to say no to it, (laughs) but like, it's one of those things that on a Saturday afternoon, I'm not going to sit by myself in my apartment and watch Fast. Oh, you got to
2: watch it with a crew.
1: Yeah, it's more fun that way.
0: We were, we watched the ninth one at theaters. That was like my first movie back into the theaters after we're still in the pandemic. But like when things were like, when that like grand month of June where things were like looking good,
1: we went to the movies
0: and it was wild.
1: <laughs> and
0: we went with people who had never seen any of the movies and they, they could were,
2: not accept the realities that they witnessed in that because like, <laughs> like,
0: like, <laughs> at one point john cena is the brother of Vin diesel Oh my god, it's just so funny because like they like
2: they cast young Vin Diesel as this like taller dude, but then you like see them grown up, and John Cena is clearly so much bigger than Vin Diesel. Yes. <laughs> they, it's they, so
0: they, they, ma- they it's so clear. And then at one time when the Rock <laughs> is in the movies, they make them look the same height, and it's like but the Rocky, Rock is giant. No, he's like six <laughs> five and like yeah, no fucking way, five ten yeah right yeah is he six feet I think he's it says he's six feet because I looked this up but he's five You think
2: now. he's altered it
0: I <laughs> think his people are on it <laughs> I mean if 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 Beyonce can get remove certain photos off the internet I mean Vin Diesel can too. you know
2: I don't think she did though those photos are out there
0: I thought that there was like a thing with this one the one from the Super Bowl where it was like very but like,
2: I bet you could still find it
0: there's sure
2: no way. there's no way you couldn't still find it i don't think anyone could i'm doing it now
0: yeah <laughs> anyways whimsical question tangent <laughs> oh yeah
1: sorry next one no i will i mean to be fair like you're not the only people that i found obsessed with the fast and furious movies and i i know that i'm on the it's, of still it is. Okay, I it's still there it.
2: it's the first one it's okay. the first search
1: I thought well, you have to sit. search
2: Beyonce Super Bowl picture but it's there and it looks so good she yeah. looks amazing
0: I know her muscles look great and she's like unflattered she's just
2: making a really funny face it's just such a funny face all right sorry
1: <laughs> um so my question then and maybe this is a fast and furious question as well right. who was your first celebrity crush and that can be whatever gender you wish mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so hard i like I'm trying to remember who was first i do remember being like really into johnny depp which i like feel weird about now but he it makes know. sense you
0: didn't know i didn't
2: know but it made sense it makes sense for who mm-hmm. i am now um <laughs> tina's a
0: pirate well you know i a pirate pretty-
1: for a that's while, he like... was doing like a very androgynous thing going on, exactly. like, you know, back yes. in the late '90s, early 2000s. Very pretty, delicate man.
2: It's like every young bisexual probably had a crush on Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, and like <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> like...
0: That's facts,
1: America.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I feel like it was them, and then for a while, I was really, really into Robert Downey Jr. I was like so hot for, and it was because of an Elton John music video. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my fucking deal is
0: i gotta find <laughs> this video now
2: it's called i want love it's, it's a great song by elder sir elton john <laughs> who i adore
0: uh he'd be a good uh, person to see a concert to point. i saw like, him oh, with my mom how was it <laughs> it was okay
2: he just oh. kind of sits at his piano and then every now and then he gets up and waves at you it's oh. cute but it's good music like it's okay. great music and you're enjoying yourself like it's not the worst he probably has more like shit now but it was a it was very much i'm sitting at my piano i have backup sure. singers
0: i sound great like you know okay man uh this one is uh, i I'm, I'm i like it cuz we all like drag race on this podcast Woo! on the thing uh what drag uh it could be several of ruPaul's drag race uh queens do you relate to
2: ooh Oh, this is hard now because there's so many of them. True. So
0: if it's a couple, you know, it's like this one speaks to this day. This is another day, you know? Yeah,
2: I think for a while. Well, I love
0: Bob so much.
2: Mm -hmm. I think Bob is like a favorite Mm -hmm. and I appreciate their like humor so much. But then I'm like, I don't know that I'm like like them. I think you told me once I was like Alaska, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a great I love Alaska. I think he's so weird. Um,
1: who do I?
2: It can also be your favorite too. If you just like yeah. Bob's really up there. There's just so many that I like struggle. Mm-hmm. I like really struggle to pick one.
1: Well, Bob and <laughs> you have quite a few things in common, I think. Actually. Yeah. Well because Bob's also in a not uh, in a polyamorous relationship. Bob has yes. two partners. I think I
2: think they're poly um as well. Mm-hmm. And just like yeah, very funny comedian. They're a comedian too. So I guess yeah. that's part of it. they're, they're just I so feel great. like they're
1: just very accepting and very like open. You know. Yeah. Bob's great. Bob's great. <laughs> Bob's great. We love Bob. We love Bob. Please, Bob. please message us, Bob, we'll
2: scream. <laughs> Find us on Twitter and, and they Instagram.
0: Were, they were in Chicago the other day and I was so I mad. Know. I didn't know I they were Elias, either.
2: Elias went. I don't know how yeah. people hear about oh. these events. We need to be on the Roscoe's mailing list. I know.
0: I, I was like, <laughs> it was Friday night and I was like, I was really tired. But I, if I known Bob and Monet were at Roscoe's, I would have got oh. a, a uh, what's it called? Same. Red Bull and call it a day. Let's go. Yes. Oh, are you guys watching UK versus the world? Yes. Uh, a I little am. bit, but you could talk about it.
2: Okay. I just I was thinking about how um Georgia said the wrong <laughs> Monique when asked who on UK versus the world when Mo yeah. Mo is on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um uh Elias. She said she was very high. Elias, the Elias drag queen. The Elias drag queen. <laughs> Looks just like that. Oh yes. Shout yes, out so. to Elias. Special,
1: yeah. <laughs> Big stan of Elias.
2: She's great. I mean, I really think she's so beautiful though. Mm-hmm. And, good energy yeah
1: i love a drag race question on the podcast um well i knew tina liked it
2: (laughs) (laughs) we just did our own little pit stop
1: yeah yes absolutely (laughs) um um if you were to um if you were in a wrestling arena and you were walking into the ring what would be your fight song (laughs) oh i feel like i get asked questions like this and i never
2: you think by now I would know. Um, what would be my fights? I'm trying to think of like what really makes me tear it up. Um, <laughs> God damn. I mean, right now, I would say like a song that I listen to way too much is um, a Secret Sisters song featuring Brandy <laughs> uh, I I was really
1: hoping you were going to choose a Brandy Carlisle song because I think that it's so funny.
2: There's this like folk belty song and I'm over here like, yeah, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I would shock people for sure. But there's one. So it's the Secret Sisters and her, she produced the whole album though. So her like fingerprints are all over it's a great album. Um, And it's called The Water Witch. And it's got this like very like, it's got kind of like a spooky vibe at the top and then it gets really belty, which I, I think um, I think that feels good. That, that feels like a good answer to me today.
0: <laughs> You're like, yes, got it.
2: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs>
0: uh, my last question and one I ask everybody, but we kind of know that you'd be the chef of the heist. But if you were to do a heist with you and four other people, they could be people you know, celebrities. <gasps> anybody but four people what would the heist be and who would be those four people
2: okay well I do say I will take Yasmin Ramos on my heist Tark, because yeah. I think she's a witch um, That's a great choice. Great choice. <laughs> I think she would keep us uh safe and hidden mm-hmm. um <laughs> I think now I'm like who would want to go on a heist and let me just do the after party <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like You're like, I'm just here, I'm the biggest cheerleader, but I will be here with your Yeah, I
2: think definitely I would ask Dwayne The Rock Johnson to join my heist squad. I think he brings a lot of capital and uh, strength Mm -hmm. to the team. Um, Let's see. Um, Oh man, how many
0: people on my heist team? Uh, Four, but if you're gonna throw a party, you can add a fifth person. (laughs)
2: I mean, I would just want to say everyone's invited to the party. You guys are coming to the highest party. Yeah. Um, Just look out for the evite. Um (laughs) I'm trying to think. I'm like, who's a good I feel brain dead. You have to edit out my thinking time. (laughs) I'm like, who's smart? (laughs) <laughs> like cele- now i'm just trying to think of celebrities not that you guys aren't super smart
0: no it's fine we're coming to the party <laughs> you don't have to say the, but the best part oh, yeah, we'll come, come to me. the party where you're getting panera
1: and Corona. I mean, if you're
0: trying to think of someone who's smart that you know that oh well a celebrity but someone you know i mean anna silver does so many things
2: oh you're i, gonna, I feel like she's research i yeah. put her on research the, lydia's also
0: like i mean oh, that's Lydia. like skills. lydia's
2: great too also mm. good oh my goodness
0: yeah lydia also okay sorry anna but lydia knows multiple languages anna knows a few but lydia knows like all right kids. anna's cut <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I
2: sorry anna, you cut. <laughs> i love you sweet angel you can come to the after party you're coming I, honestly anna's cut because i don't think she would take part in the heist true that is true i don't think she would do it i think she would- would say this is not. This is against the rules. Very true. Uh, where and Lydia would also say that, but she would be like, "Oh no,
0: this is against the rules." <laughs> and, then do, and then she would do like I, she would do like a thing. It's like, I guess we'll do that plan. <laughs>
2: like if i will be act- i will say one well, knock on lady i love her so much i love you lady and she knows this, I'll say this to her face i will be actively doing a wrong thing in front of her that she knows is incorrect and she will watch me do it and then after say maybe i don't think <laughs> we need- i think we need to go back because five miles back you took a wrong turn and i thought about saying something but i didn't <laughs>
0: Okay, you got um, one more person.
2: Heist team is tough, man. Okay. Um You've been a man. good team so far, though.
0: I know. Yasmin, I know. The Rock, Lydia. I know, right?
2: Yeah. I um I feel like I want like an athlete. Like I want uh, ooh, ooh, what's her name? Gabby Douglas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
2: gymnast. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, man. She's she's gonna do all the stuff. She's gonna go through the the whatever, the lights,
0: mm-hmm. the alarm
2: lights that definitely are a real thing that people have to deal with when attempting to heist. And <laughs> what are you she feeling? will probably be our MVP. Yeah, for sure. We, what, what are we stealing, man? I don't even know. Money? Sounds I good. just want food. And when I really think about it, I just like, what is like a cool... <laughs> How do I do a heist to steal like a meal at Alinea just so I could experience that and not pay like $800 for it?
1: I think that's <laughs> such a good heist. Like, I love that that is specific. This is why you're an improviser. That is specific. I can picture it with this team. It is yeah. doable. We know where it is. Like- Absolutely. I love Gabby's it. gonna get us in and Out. <laughs> I wanna see this sketch. Like, I love this yeah and honestly the rock is
2: probably just gonna pay as we all pretend to sneak out
0: (laughs) or the rock or gabby because they're both very strong they'll just throw you
1: ultimately you get free food out of it though and that is winning that's really all i ever want yeah (laughs) (laughs) that uh uh, so fulfilling um (laughs) okay so last i think this is the last question okay um so we're going to go back to food uh, a little bit. I'm gonna, I ask this question in various different ways. Um but I like to kind of stay away from the prison thought and do more of a more fun one of if it was your last meal, like let's say you were Jesus mm-hmm. and it was your last meal before you martyr yourself. Um that doesn't necessarily have to be how you die but in theory, um what would you want in your last meal?
2: So I have to acknowledge my inner feelings because as you were asking the question, I like imagined a hamburger. like that's the first thing that came to my brain well was ha- it was big juicy hamburger
1: yeah i mean like imagine also jesus had like a feast so it doesn't have to be just one on right? anything oh my god oh my it god. it doesn't okay. have to be
0: jesus either I know. it doesn't have to be jesus
1: i mean this is your this is your going away this is party. my last supper yeah, yeah exactly what <laughs> your is your version of it? of it what's your
2: last supper i mean definitely hamburgers got to be there i it would be the most scattered fucking last supper anyone's ever seen there would be no but I also, part of me just wants, this is probably really stupid or maybe even slightly pretentious, but to have like a, I don't know if this is a fair way to answer the question, to have like a like well-established chef that I like really like and admire, design a menu for me based on like things that I like <laughs> would be ideal.
1: That's you know pretty cool. I mean?
2: Like guys, like, if I just right like, here. <laughs> Parker, yeah, guy bear if I don't know I wouldn't.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who Tina. It would honestly though, if you were like my last supper, I just want to go to Flavortown. That oh, would check out with me. I take me there. I, I I,
2: so I have a recipe club, and he was one of our chefs uh one round, and he actually has some really great recipes, um, ranging from things like donkey sauce to like a really gorgeous pomegranate salad Ooh. like he's not I don't think he's a terrible chef but I don't think that everything he makes is necessarily good
0: sure no
2: I feel like you can say that
1: about a lot of chefs that are like True. well known and, and respected. you kind of have
0: to have like a personality for it like mm-hmm. not to cook but like to be like a well-known chef like a Gordon Ramsay like the thing he's known for is like meat and then there's bread on top of it
2: <laughs> like, yeah well that's like almost their se- it's a separate job too to yeah. being a chef it's like I'm a TV personality chef. Like I'm a TV chef, which is different than being like a restaurant chef. Um, I don't know. I just think about, I went to this restaurant in Atlanta that I've probably I've talked about a million times. It's called (laughs) gun show. Uh, and they have like rotating like chefs Mm -hmm. and they come around your table with like the dish that they're serving at this, this season or time. And they describe it to you and they ask you if you want it or not. You basically just say yes or no. And if you say yes, they, they ask you how many, they'll bring you a couple more if you want to share with the table. Um, I just like options, I guess. And I like eating all different styles of food.
0: So you would just have a bunch of chefs give you what they want. One chef. I would have one chef, maybe somebody
2: like, um, God, I don't think Ina. I actually, I know garden came to mind, but I was like, I don't think her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just some, a really like well trained chef would sit down and ask me like what I like and what makes me excited about food and then design a menu like a five course menu or something like that
1: I think right. that would You be know really fun. do you know who Melissa King is No Uh look her up she was on Top Chef and she's this incredible queer chef she's also gorgeous um and actually she might be them I'm not sure of their pronouns but um amazing and i think you would be very into them nice
2: okay yeah i might add them to our list of chefs so that i can try some of their food and yeah a lot of the people in that club are top chef fans so
1: they'll probably know who they are i love top chef that was my like show of binge choice
2: i watched her a couple of seasons and like stephanie Izzard, right who has all those restaurants was mm-hmm. on right i think i watched her season um and there was another top chef who had a restaurant
1: here and i went to their restaurant too but i didn't his restaurant i didn't like it Rick <laughs> i thought it was Rick okay. was another one he went he has the front frontera oh, yeah mm-hmm. the mexican restaurants and then stephanie Izard has the girl and the goat and so she has a bunch of restaurants mm-hmm. like that, that goat is one of my faves. The purple pig is also hers which is like mm-hmm. a pork restaurant mm-hmm. um she's got a bunch of stuff but uh yeah big big fan but Melissa King, I think you'd love them. And, uh, and they just won Top Chef All-Stars like two seasons ago. So they're still like making the loop and still still, like in their moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Good stuff.
0: Well, we reached the end of our podcast. Is there uh, anything you want to plug? Where can people find you if they want to slide into those DMs?
2: okay yeah what's up um if you want to grab a drink well i don't know maybe i shouldn't open as if it's going to open some kind of floodgate i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) um (laughs) back off (laughs) i'm beating him off with a broom (laughs) It's not true um i'm on social media as tina two cats spelled I guess the way that it's spelled, <laughs> the way you think it's spelled is how it's spelled. <laughs> uh, it, the two is spelled out, I guess I should say. I'll leave room for variation. <laughs> um, and then I have a podcast called Lakeshore and Limbo. We have a lot of episodes. We've been doing it for a few years. It's a, like a mystery uh, podcast. We just solve mysteries every arc and we have very fun characters in Sitch. It's like an occult noir set in Chicago. Um, and we're probably recording kind of a of a last for now very soon. Um, so check that out. Oh, and oh, there goes cat. my cat. And then, yeah, <laughs> follow me on Instagram and Twitter for pictures of my cat and videos of my cat. Um,
0: but that's really it.
2: <laughs> Thanks
0: so much, Sheena. Love you. Love my you. Tina. Tina is an actor, writer, and cat snuggler in Chicago. You can follow them on Instagram at
1: Tina2Cats. You can follow Sparks of Madness on Instagram at Sparks of Madness Podcast. Sparks of Madness is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Wait, was that, no, that was, oh my God. (laughs) Are you okay? What happened? Are you dropping the mic? I'm just not spatially aware, I guess, at the moment. (laughs) I just like fully, like, I'm on like a little setup here and I just like totally hit it. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine.